This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's good with you on this Friday, Friday, Friday? Thank God it's Friday. Peter Burns and Freddie Coleman together. And for the guys today on Fitz and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget about us by telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. To say that this is catnip season for NBA insider guys like Brian Windhorst will be an understatement. All does a great job covering the NBA as an ESPN NBA insider. And with the NBA free agency starting at 6 o'clock Eastern time, that's when it's really, really going to get busy. So the big news, James Harden, and you mentioned today when we were on first take, Opting in means that he wants out. Yeah. Opting out means that that person is going to stay. So how did the Philadelphia 76ers move forward with trade talks with James Harden? Yeah, so they had to know, Freddie, that this was a possibility, that if they decided to play it like this, and really what they did was they kind of, from what I understand, they kind of slow played the negotiations. So Harden didn't have a good feel of what their offer might be right. versus what he could get on the market. And they, he kind of got trapped into taking it, so he knew that he at least had $36 million. So in trade for that $36 million that he had on the uh, – that he now has on his you – know, he knows he's going to get, he loses control. Uh, he can try to force a trade to where he goes, and he's an expert at forcing a trade. I oh, would, yeah. I would bet on him. Uh-huh. Um, but I was going to take you back to two years ago with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons wanted out, said, I'm not coming to training camp, and Daryl Morey and the Sixers sat there for five months – Six months, whatever it was, before that they made the deal finally for James Harden, a deal that they liked. It was ended up being a good deal. Right. So maybe something happens in the next two, three days because teams are moving in and out of their transaction season. Maybe something doesn't happen for three months. But uh, I will tell you, the Sixers have multiple options here. They are not in a desperate situation. They are not in a desperate situation with what they've still got on their roster, and they are not in a desperate situation that they have to listen and do this trade right now. They're under pressure. Don't get me wrong. Right. Especially with Joel Embiid sitting there. He doesn't want a team that's diminished. But this is not an adverse to tech. Maybe not it's adverse, but it's not an unwinnable situation for Philly. So, Wendy, it's fascinating because you talk about it from the 76ers have options, right? And I go back and look at how we started the show today is I'm looking at going, what options does James Harden want? Right, I feel like that's the that's what we got to dive into, and you're close to that camp. Is it the money now? Is it the stats? Is it chasing a ring? Is it some type of combination? Like if you put those in that ranker that we all do, and we're looking at jobs, and what, should I make this move or do that? How what's that ranking for that Harden camp? Well, see, the thing about it is, is Harden sacrificed on a number of those fronts a year ago. Mm-hmm. He took a 14 million dollar pay cut a year ago. And then he played the way he played this season was out of his preferred style. He was much more of a facilitator than a ball dominant player. Now, I'm not saying you can't find games where there's still a lot of dribbling and shooting going on. He led the league in assists. He basically was the guiding uh, force in Embiid winning the scoring title and the MVP. They worked really well together. And we know because, you know, in that first game against Boston in that playoff series, mm-hmm. Embiid was out with a knee issue. Harden scores 40 and Philly wins, and he was mm. beaming. Absolutely. He was like, you know, I still got it. I can still play the old way. So he kind of feels like he did sacrifice this year. He sacrificed money. He sacrificed mm. role. And his reward was to not get the offer from the Sixers. Yeah. So the question is, is he still going to be into sacrificing? Is he, you know, if he goes to Los Angeles or where he talks about where he might go, how does he want to play? Because guys – 
he can't extend this contract. It's not allowed by rule. So if he gets traded wow. somewhere, that team can't that team can't do it. Um, so w- so he's going to be a free agent again next summer. That means this season matters to him. Wow. So by the way, this is completely awkward because you get to go sit there and make eye contact with Wendy in in studio, and I'm sitting here in our studios in Charlotte. So it's uh, you know like I'm on the phone hanging out with the guys over here and having lunch. First, so first world problems. Continue. <laughs> first world well, problems. Have lunch. We've got no food in here. <laughs> no, maybe right. ahead of us. <laughs> we'll make that happen. Um, a crazy thing, right? So there was talk about, hey, maybe wild theories about could LeBron kind of sit out and wait for Bronny to come into the league and kind of get right. Any any advantage at whatsoever, if Harden obviously wants his money by what you're telling me, but if he just wanted to chase a ring, for him to kind of just chill right now and not force anything and wait, or even almost kind of load management himself and wait a little bit and pick and choose where he wants to go later? No, because I think he's got to have a really good – he wants multiple years left in his career. He's mm-hmm. 33, 34. He's not 38. Right. He wants another long-term deal. So he has got to have – wherever he plays next year, he's got to have a great season because that team's not going to yeah. be able to extend him. And the team who acquires him via trade is going to get his rights. So I don't – I mean, I, I don't doubt that Daryl Morey will saber-rattle. Like, we're not, afra- we're not afraid to start the season and have you sitting at home. But that can't be Harden's position. Harden's position should be that he wants a deal at 6.05 tonight. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, mm-hmm. but that's what his preference would be. And it seems like, and I want to underline seems, guys, because in free agency, things change. We feel a certain way on Tuesday that we don't feel on Friday that we don't <laughs> feel the next Monday. Sure. He wants to go home and play for the Clippers. I think he had some interest in playing for Houston, and Houston seems like they prioritized Fred Van Vliet. And maybe even Kyrie Irving is on their list. Now Harden won't be on their list because they've, he's opted into his contract. If it can't be Houston and it can't be Philly, I think back home to Los Angeles is his preference. And look, he, there is a, I wouldn't say it's the cleanest fit in the history of basketball, but there is a way that you can see him fitting in on that Clippers roster. There's a reason why this was identified. This, this didn't just come mm-hmm. to fruition yesterday at five o'clock when he opted Why in. Why is it was that? developing for a couple of uh, for a couple of days? He, the always fantastic Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA Insider, hit him on Twitter at Windhorst ESPN, joining Freddie Cohen and Peter Burns on Fitz and Harry and ESPN Radio. How much of what James Harden decided to do could affect what happens with Damian Lillard and his future in and out of Portland? Well, here's the thing: so Dame has not asked for a trade. Everybody was on the balls of their feet, ready for it on Monday. Oh yeah. They, when the Blazers didn't do anything over the draft, he didn't do it. So people in the league are saying, well, maybe he'll do it on Sunday. Maybe he'll do it on July 30, 31st. <laughs> maybe he'll do it on October you know, 8th. Uh-huh. I don't know. We don't know. Philly, I'm sure, would be very interested in acquiring Dave Lillard. That would be an incredible fit. And a Lillard for Harden swap, even that wouldn't be straight up, they wouldn't be sending Harden to Portland. Yeah. What they could do is – they could trade James Harden for pieces that could be interested, interesting to Portland later or another team. The thing about it is if you look at the teams that we think that Lillard could go to if, and I'm really being serious when I say if, if you look at the teams that, Hard, that, that Lillard could go to, Miami, Philly, Brooklyn, maybe New York. I don't think that's a great fit, but I'm going to include it. Of the pieces that they have to trade, none of them are better than, Tyre- than uh, Tyrese Maxey. Hmm. So if, the, if, if this is a two-step situation where, where the Sixers were to trade James Harden, potentially for a draft pick or two, some expiring contracts or a young player, 
and then they could add Tyrese Maxey to it and then make that offer to Portland, that potentially is compelling. But I'm talking about a three-step process sure. that, that, that may not be clean, and we also don't know whether Lillard's ever going to ask for that trade. You never know. We're talking with Brian Windhorst here, ESPN NBA Insider. We're just what, five hours away or so from the clock striking, uh, get rich and get paid for free agency for NBA players. Listen, uh, Kyrie at 6 p.m. Eastern today. What, what do you think you're going to be saying about him? Oh boy. I think Kyrie is going to be working to try to create leverage because he has an absence of leverage right now. Mm-hmm. What ended up happening with this Harden situation the 76ers did not want to offer against themselves. If Houston was out, and it's become clear now in the last 24, 48 hours that Houston prioritized Van Vliet, where was Harden going? The Magic have cap space. They don't want Harden. They don't want Kyrie. The Pacers have cap space. They don't want Harden. They don't want Kyrie. The Pistons, they don't want Harden. They don't want Kyrie. The Spurs, it's not like there were teams out there that have a need for point guard that are sitting there with $40 million in space ready to make offers. So it makes no sense for the Sixers to offer more money than they have to or more years than they have to. And it's the same for the Dallas Mavericks. When the Mavericks make an offer to Kyrie Irving, whether they've made it or they're going to make it at 6 o'clock, who's their competition? Kyrie is out there trying to, to create it. That's why he's trying to meet with the Suns. The Suns don't have any functional way. I mean— I could get a whiteboard, some grease, and a bottle of Jack Daniels and, and tell you how it could happen, <laughs> but it's not really feasible. Like, right. I, I, it wouldn't, like, if you asked me on the stand, is it possible? I would have to say, yes, it's possible, <laughs> but it's not feasible. Right. He meets with, I mean, you meet with a team that doesn't have cap space, we can hug. We can talk dreamy <laughs> dreams, and I can say, okay, I'm going to call the Mavericks for a sign and trade. And the Mavericks are going to go, yeah, have a nice day. They don't have to cooperate. So what Kyrie is trying to do right. is to create leverage because the Mavericks don't have to offer. And my guess is it's not about dollars per year. Mm-hmm. It's about number of years. Right. Like the other day, our Ramona Shelburne reported that the Kyrie operation was looking for a, quote, a place he could call home. Mm-hmm. That sounds so nice. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it sound nice? <laughs> Let me decode that for you. A place where I could get a lot of years. Uh-huh. And that made me wonder if the, the length of offer from the Mavericks may not have been where they wanted. So now I'm sure if you're Kyrie, you're like, oh, Philly. Because Kyrie and Embiid have a relationship. Yes, they do. And that would be a heck of a, a one-two punch. But again, that requires da- that would require Dallas's cooperation. And it would require Philly to to handle the Harden situation to a point where they would have something that they could trade or they could open cap space as part of the Harden trade to create it for Kyrie. That may not happen until February. You think I'm kidding. When did they trade Ben Simmons? February. They traded him a couple hours before the trade deadline, if you remember. He didn't show up for training camp or he showed up for one day. You remember that? Absolutely. So I don't know. I can sit here again and say that it's theoretical possible that Kyrie could could be a match with Philly, but I don't know if the timing is going to work out in Kyrie's fashion. No one hangs up on Brian Windhorst because when he has information, it's nice. Just the way Kyrie was looking for that long-term contract for the Dallas Mavericks. Always great. And those have, first take chairs, I, right? Are they that oh, comfy? Oh, I, I heard you guys talking about yeah, it. Are they that man. good? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Oh, I'm just looking for a place that feels like home, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's enough. Beat it. Yeah. That'll be enough out of you. Great stuff, Brian. It was a pleasure, brother. Have a good day, guys. Have a good weekend. Uh, I'll stand up by Brian Windhorse, ESPN NBA Insider. Always a great follow on Twitter at Windhorse ESPN. Joining Freddie Coleman and Peter Burns on Fitz and Harry. Hit us on Twitter anytime you want. Peter's handle, Peter Burns ESPN. My handle at Coleman ESPN. We always want our athletes to be relatable. Well, one athlete did something this week that would make all of your dreams come true. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. NBA free agency begins today at 6 p.m. Eastern. They have the ability to improve this roster and just keep growing this young core that they have. The balance of power could be shifting in the NBA. Get the very latest moves, news, and what it all means. Free agency frenzy. It's right here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Jason and Harry hot on. So hot. So hot. And what are they cool on? It's in or out. In out. Are you in or out? On Fitz and Harry. It is time for you to be in or out as Fitz and Harry is coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Seriously, like some Channel 80 and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We got Peter Burns and Freddie coming in for the guys today, and we bring in the assassin known as Evan Wilner to make sure that you're either in or you're out. All right, let's start but, with... Whoa, 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 real quick. Is there anything about Evan that strikes you as an assassin? Yes. Oh, it's, just like, wait. It's always those quiet ones you got to worry about. I don't know. Like, I don't see... Maybe that's why it would work as exactly. Evan as an assassin, because yes. he would be like, this dude, he's like five foot three. Like, there's no... No. And then the next thing you know, you're bleeding out on the inside. It's like Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. The Jason Bourne of Sports Talk Radio, Evan Wilner. Remember, okay, you've been warned. All right, let's get started. Uh, for the second night in a row, there was history in Major League Baseball last night. Guys, take a listen. Graveman's two-strike pitch. Shohei swings at that one and lifts a high fly ball. That's deep, and that's going to go in left center. He just hit one out. His fourth home run in this series. That one goes the opposite way out by the rocks out there in left center, and it's not over yet. Angels trail 9-7. That was on Angels Radio AM 830. Guys, Shohei Otani passed Babe Ruth with his 14th home run in a month in which he started at least one game. In or out, Otani's the best show in sports right now, Peter. How is it not in? Right, I don't. I don't know of anybody mm-hmm. that when you're going to show up to the ballpark, you're more excited to either come up to the plate or be on the bump than yep. what Shohei is doing right now. And it, yep. it it stinks because I listen. I know that Major League Baseball has rolled out the pitch clock and it's it's faster games. So a lot of people are paying a little bit more attention, but there is a, a a version of the youth of America that by the time Shohei gets to have those opportunities at plate. It's 11 p.m. It's midnight over in the East Coast. There's a whole half of the country that doesn't get an opportunity to see one of the greatest athletes. And what he's doing, Freddie, is is, it is the greatest show on on, on dirt right now. The only thing out about this is the fact that he will not be an angel after 2023 is over. Mark my words. He's going to be the first $60 million per year player 
in North American sports, whether it's the Dodgers, whether it's the Yankees, whoever. He's not going to be an angel after this season. The worst part for the Angels is you can't trade him for the trading deadline because you're competing. You have a chance to make the right. playoffs, so you can't get anything for him. You're going to have to watch him walk out the door when somebody throws probably about 9 to 10 years at $60 million per year. That's the only thing out about Shohei Otani. Real quick, I saw something that said if you valued his arm, just his arm, as yeah. a free agent, it was like $200 million. If yeah. va- valued his bat in what he does, it's like an extra $300 million. And you add, I mean, that, and you add that all up, Shohei Otani can write a check and every bank in this world would bounce. That's how much money he's going to make. All right, Peter, I know you've been here. I've definitely been here. Take a listen to Ricky Fowler and why he struggled at the end of his round yesterday. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I had to go to the bathroom pretty badly. So luckily I was <laughs> I just got drug tested, so I went straight in. Um, there, there weren't many bathrooms the last five holes, so I was a little shaky coming in. And, and not, to, not to necessarily blame the finish on that, but it, it didn't help. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I had to In or out, you've had a bad bogey on the course when nature calls, Peter. I'm out, actually. <laughs> really? Not Never happened? Bad, I've not had a bad bogey. I've had a bad quad, a quadruple <laughs> bogey. Really? I literally, I was at North Shore Country Club in Corpus Christi, Texas. We were talking about this in the commercial break, and uh-huh. I was playing college golf for the UTSA Roadrunners. I was there visiting my parents over the summer. I'm six under through 13. I got the round going. I am zoned in, and all of a sudden, uh-oh, uh-oh. not feeling good. Not feeling good. Uh, earmuffs for what I'm about to say, but I may or may not have been minus a towel after the 15th hole. Oh, my goodness. And sure enough, thing. made quad, ended up shooting 71. Ah, number two led to an eight. Yeah. <laughs> Stinky situation. <laughs> I don't play golf, so I'm not even commenting. I'm just going to be in with Peter, and let's just move on. <laughs> I've heard of guys pooping themselves at the end of the round. I've never heard of it in the middle of the round. Man. Easy. Hey, hey, you started it. <laughs> It's the assassin that asked. <laughs> yeah, told see? you. Told you. It was coming. Uh, on Get Up this morning, they asked who the biggest disappointment so far in 2023 in sports is. Nick Friedel, Chris Candy both said the Brooklyn Nets. You guys in or out that the Nets are the biggest disappointment in all of sports so far this year? No, that's the New York Mets. I, that, I mean, come on now. That, that's not even open for any kind of interpretation because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were long gone by the time this season came along, and Kevin Durant couldn't wait to get out there. Steve Cohen has paid over $340 million, and all he's gotten is a, a team eight games below 500, a lousy T-shirt. That's a lot to get for very little for what you were expecting. So there's no doubt in 2023, the New York Mets, not the Brooklyn Nets, have been the biggest disappointment in 2023. Yeah, Mets, Nets, you could say either one of those. Obviously, I mean, you can get some guys injured in baseball that can completely just hose your rotation. So I get that to a, a certain point. Nets are there, but do we enter the Lakers into this conversation whatsoever? They I mean, got the we're, Western we're, Conference Finals, though. But, but 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 again, it to me when you have LeBron and when you have AD, it is a ring or go home. Like we talked about that with Giannis about you know the different ex, you know disappointments. Now you could actually add the Bucks if you're talking about okay, you'll give the Lakers the credit there. That's fair. How about the Milwaukee Bucks leaving out in the first yeah, round? Yeah, 58 wins. Even though Giannis got injured, they still didn't think Miami was going to beat them, and they had double digit leads in fourth quarters in that series and still lost in five so a case can be made for Milwaukee after a 58 win season sure all right a year from tomorrow Peter Texas and Oklahoma will move to the SEC I'm not sure if you knew that I'm not sure you follow that conference breaking news here to the anchor of the SEC network thank you (laughs) (laughs) in or out it's not the best in the business for any reason there kids it just means more in or out that Texas or Oklahoma can win the big 12 in their final season in the conference Freddie no 
I still think the two best teams are going to wind up being Kansas State. I can see them winning the Big 12. I think if Baylor can avoid the injury bug, they have a chance to win the Big 12. If Oklahoma State can fix their quarterback situation, I think their defense will be better. I'm not trusting Oklahoma. I think Brent Venables will make them better than last year. I don't know if that's going to be enough. And Texas has the pieces, but sometimes Texas will be Texas. And that's a bad situation with a team that has high expectations and they wind up playing in the San Ant- in the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio. So I'm going to say that's a that's an out with those two teams hey, winning. don't poop on my Alamo Bowl down in San Antonio. That That is no, legit. No, no, Rick Hill and the boys yeah, do the best, no, no, best I, game I, out I there. love the Alamo Bowl, but if you're a Texas fan, you want to be playing in the Final Four Bowl in the college ball playoff, not the Alamo Bowl. Let's call it as They're, it is. I, I'm in this year. I think Texas is back, folks, as Joe Tess once famously said, only Again? because I think TCU moves, leaves some pieces out um, yeah. after what you know they, they had going on yep. and Max Duggan no longer being there. I'm not sold on K-State. I'm not sold on Oklahoma, and I think they're ramping up for that big you know launch to not only join the SEC in 24, but also the college football playoff expanding to 12 teams. I That's agree. what's going to be really intriguing. Yeah. This is still a build-up year. I don't know if they can compete for a national title, but I do think with how weak the Big 12 was going to be top to bottom, yeah. I think that they could be in that conversation late November about being a college football playoff squad. By the way, Chris Kleeman, the coach of K-State on line one, wants to have a word with Peter Burns about saying his Kansas he State team. He would whoop my believe, butt. Oh, he, he, he would that beat, guy swole. He would beat me with you. That's how Chris Kleeman <laughs> is as the coach of Kansas State. Peter Burns and Freddie coming in for the guys there in Fitz and Harry, like we mentioned, hit us on Twitter. Peter's handle on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. My handle at Coleman ESPN. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So could James Harden be on his way back home to the Clippers? And if that happens, what kind of a homecoming will that be? Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Adrian Wojnarowski reports 76ers guard James Harden opts in to his contract for next season. What it means is that James Harden has likely played his last game in Philadelphia less than two years after forcing his way to the Sixers in a trade from Brooklyn. So he's bypassing free agency and he's going to try to force a trade. And few people in NBA history have more experience in forcing trades than James Harden. So here we go. So now what becomes sure plenty of 76ers fans are going, oh, God, the Philadelphia 76ers. Peter Burns and Freddie coming together in for Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. So it's XM Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Always great to have our man Bobby Marks. Does a great job as an ESPN NBA front office inside the pride of Mass College of Poughkeepsie class of 1995. Joining Ooh. us here on Fitz and Harry. Bobby, we know that James Harden eventually, when he wants to be moved, he's going to be moved. But if, when it comes to Dallas and Cents, how does that work money-wise with him either in New York with the Knicks 
or with the Clippers in Los Angeles? Yeah, well, first, barely a graduate of 95. I just made it, like, barely. Like, trust me, ask my parents, just barely. Pay your fee, get your B. I love exactly. it. There you go, there you go. All right, so now to James Harden. <laughs> well, I mean, I think for the Clippers, it's a matter of, you know, you don't want to part with some of your younger players, whether it be, you know, guys like Terrence Mann, um, who certainly has value to. They've got a... A bunch of expiring contracts with Robert Covington and Nick Batum and Marcus Morris. They've got some length left on Norman Powell. They've got two first-round picks in 2028 and 2030. So for them, I think it's anything has to be um, centered around some type of combination. For the for the Sixers, on the other end, is that like good enough for James Harden as far as ex- basically three expirings and a pick in 2028? The Knicks are a little more interesting because for New York – It certainly starts with Evan Fournier just because of his $18 million number. And then it goes to like, all right, how do we build it up to get to, you know, what, $27, $28 million? Does it cost you Emmanuel quickly? Does it cost you Isaiah Hartenstein? Because you look at their roster, Mm -hmm. who else, you know, certainly I don't see Julius Randle, how that fits in Philadelphia, unless maybe it's a third team. Mm -hmm. But you start building the money, it's not going to be Josh Hart, um, likely, unlikely, R.J. Barrett. Um, and that's probably the big question for New York. If you have a chance for James Harden for one year and it costs you Emmanuel quickly, who's going to be a, a restricted free agent next offseason, would you would you do that? Bobby, reminds me of like when I was in Denver when Melo went from Denver to the Knicks, right? And Knicks, Nick, uh, you know, Nuggets fans felt like he had just kind of just stabbed him in the back, right? But it was, it was Carmelo wanted to go to the big city. He was married to Lala. He wanted to put up the points. That kind of feels like the thing if James Harden goes to New York. And would be hilarious, right? Because how many Knicks fans clown the Nets for the way Harden and that and that whole thing kind of played out? No, you're right. And I was in Brooklyn. Well, I guess we were in New Jersey back in 2010, 11, during the Carmelo stuff. So I, I remember that full well. But, yeah, I don't know if New York would be the best place for James Harden. I mean, I think, you know, certainly the pressure to go there, um, especially depending on who um, is – who they have to give up here. I think yeah. probably the Clippers would, but as I said, like we could be in a stare down and you know, what does it mean for some of these other teams here? I don't see Miami getting involved. I'm not trading Tyler Hero for James Harden because the the thing is with Harden, he's in the last year's contract. He can't sign an extension. He's going to be 35 next August. So how much more are you willing to commit long term to him past this upcoming season? Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider. Hit him on Twitter, Bobby Marks42, joining Freddie Cohen and Peter Burns on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. I'm going to give Peter credit here. He kind of opened the door with the whole thing with Carmelo Anthony and that trade package because so many guys went to Denver and only one guy went that way to New York. What kind of, what, what, what star could Philly acquire in a trade with James Harden? Well, I mean, you, you certainly, you, you don't want to call this a bridge year, right? Right to next year when Embiid and you have got Maxi, like you still want to be, you still want to be competitive. Um, I don't think expiring contracts keeps you competitive here. You're not getting, no offense, you're not getting multiple ones. And you know, I think your goal would be to get multiple ones and a nice young player. That that's that's the the end goal. I think the goal would be as far as to get to build up your draft equity in case Damian Lillard all of a sudden becomes available. Because right now, what you have, if Lillard ever did become available, is Tyrese, Mac, uh, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, and a first in 2030. That's what you have right now. I don't think that's good enough for Lillard. So I think maybe this leads to something else, 
where you're trying to get as much you know first round picks for for Harden, even if the players coming back are you know worth as much value. Bobby, I saw you on SportsCenter a couple moments ago before you were coming up on, on us with uh, here on the show. How often do you screw up the little trade machine buttons when you press hey. the touchscreen? Like, hey. I, I do it all. I do it all the time. Let hey. me let, let me. I'll say this. So we have multiple touchscreens. Uh, the the free agency touchscreen is one of the greatest inventions ever. We basically build it from scratch. <laughs> That's the one when we slide when we slide it in and out. The oh. the trade machine. Is like I just keep my fingers crossed that there's no smoke coming out of that thing. <laughs> you know, like I just you can hear I the, just hope yeah, the machine it's like, whirring. It, it's yeah. like a 1985 Mercedes, man. It looks pretty, but God, I don't know what's under that that hood there. <laughs> See, all the time Bobby goes on TV, and now he's gonna be worried about that, Peter. Thanks for you bringing it up. I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I will put the ESPN.com trade machine as one of the best inventions over right. the last 15 years. I, the I amount that. of time that I stole money from my employer before <laughs> I got into sports media playing with that thing well, you know and figuring you know out deals. Funny, like what I so I think this is year six or seven being here, and what I I've gone from. Like, you know, the deer in the headlights when it freezes, right? And now right. you just you just make jokes with it. Hey, God, where's Damien Lillard's face? It didn't appear on the thing, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. it just, so like you just, you just go with it here. But that's the, you know, the, t- we're going to get full use of the touchscreen later today. And um, hopefully we'll have a lot of deals and we'll yeah. have a lot of, Free agent signings make people, you know, understand a little bit better how it works. Yeah, yeah, that 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 touch screen, that touch screen excuse is going to be crying uncle by the time <laughs> that Bobby Marks is going to be finished with it as an ESPN NBA front office insider. Always a great follow on Twitter at Bobby Marks forty two. Joining Freddie Cohen and Peter Burns on Fitz and Harry. Always appreciate you, Bobby. Keep up the great work and enjoy yourself, my man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And by the way, you this time of year, guys like Bobby are sleep deprived. If you think he's sleep deprived heading into free agency. He's got nothing on my co-host. Nothing, baby. That strange but wonderful story is next. You keep it here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. NBA free agency begins today at 6 p.m. Eastern. They have the ability to improve this roster and just keep growing this young core that they have. The balance of power could be shifting in the NBA. Get the very latest moves, news, and what it all means. Free agency frenzy. It's right here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Maybe we should name it No Sleep in Burnsville. Peter Burns, Freddie Coleman together on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. I'm going to let my man Peter Burns have the floor. Because there's a reason why we're playing No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the Beastie Boys. Because that's exactly what has gone on with Peter Burns in the last 12, 18 hours or so. My man, one hour. I got one, I'm working on one hour. And, and the reason why I say that, because this is not anything new, right? Like I'm the anchor of the SEC Network. So a lot of times, especially baseball season, we'll have extra inning games. We got games that go on until 2 or 3 a.m. Yeah. Then we do a full post-game show on SEC Network. And then I got my morning show for SiriusXM uh, for the SEC channel mm-hmm. in the morning. So I'm, I'm used to that. What I'm not used to is I legitimately went to a doctor yesterday and they gave me the prednisone or whatever because yeah. it's like a steroid to help you kind of clear out infections and I had an ear infection. Right. My man did not tell me that this keeps you wired up at night. So I just pop on at like 9.30 last night. 
And I'm like, I'm just going to lay in bed. We're good. Mm-hmm. 11 o'clock comes. I lay it down. Marcus Spears was out of town, so we didn't play Fortnite like we normally do. And so sure enough. <laughs> you, you two in that Fortnite thing, just, that, that just kills bro, me every time. It really does. I, I'm telling you. Like, we, me and Spears had talked about it. Like, we talk about NBA free agency. We talk NFL free agency. I would say we should air our Fortnite conversations, but every time some eight-year-old comes in there and just absolutely crushes us the amount of cursing that we do no it would not be allowed whatsoever but the doctor did not tell me this is going to keep you up all night so i pop this thing i, I sit down or go to bed at 11 o'clock right i'm eyes wide open at 5 a.m still this morning still Jeez. i'm like i'm thinking of like i found a way to get mono ginobili unretired and back on the spurs for, with victor Wimbiamba. <laughs> Like that, I'm working through trade stuff, right? I'm trying to find out if, like, I I concoct this idea that James Harden should sit out the entire year, right. or at least until after the All Star game right. for this radio show. You like, poor forget, thing. For, forget he'll 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 get rid of twenty million dollars by doing such a thing. At four a.m., your mind is not right. Hell, at one forty-eight p.m. Eastern on one hour sleep, your mind is not right, Freddie. Jeez. When you told me that today, before we got started, I said to myself, that may be, I'm not saying everybody has to be perfect, but there's certain things and certain instructions that you can't leave out. Can't miss it. Yeah. Can't miss it. Yeah. I mean, because that, we're talking about health issues here that could create health issues when it comes to you. Not just sleep deprived or trying to keep your eyes open. I'm doing everything I can to make it's, sure. It's the NBA free agency. We got that at 6 p.m. Right. It's not like I'm going to go take a nap after this. Right. Like yeah. We got Harden on the move. We got Ir- uh, Kyrie probably going to demand something or say the earth is flat again I'm or whatever sure conspiracy theory is going to do. I have no do. doubt about that. And now I'm sitting here and I'm not going to be able to take a nap. So the one thing I want to know is what are you going to say to them? Because you got to have a conversation with them to say, I, hey, you guys bleeped up. I, what, what am I supposed to do? I, I feel like Daryl Morey right now. I'm in like a no win situation. Oh, really? And, and like I can't go. I can't go to my doctor. I like like there's certain people you don't trash talk to. Okay, but wait, it's like you don't trash talk to Joe Burrow. True. Like, I just like he it just gonna, it's Teflon. It comes off him. It's only gonna make him stronger. Big okay? facts. Big you facts. don't trash talk your doctor because he's pretty darn important in your life. But still, and second and, and and maybe the most important. And I never understood why people do, would do this. And I saw it all the time in college. You never trash talk somebody who's taking your order in a drive-thru. No, you can't never. do that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. The mm-mm. amount of time in San Antonio after going to Spurs games, we'd go to like Taco Cabana or Las Palapas mm-mm. and like one of my, you know, jack wagon friends, which I'd be like, Kai, what? and just start like bad mouthing. I'm like, I'm not eating that food. Mm-mm. Like, no way. Mm-mm. You do not need a side of human with a side of human. <laughs> in the drive-thru you do not need that at all you think you, your father's a pregnant zone that would be more of an issue there brother alright so hit me up on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN or at Coleman ESPN yes about what like how do you if you can't fall asleep at night because uh-huh. I go through old games okay like I go get a games like like I like I literally legitimately have a ranker like what games I went to what right. stadiums I haven't been to stuff like that okay trying to go to bed what do you got two things I've, I've been able to do and one of them really works for me there are plenty of times I'll just lie awake with my eyes wide open thinking at a certain point they're going to get too heavy for me to keep them open then I knock off the sleep that's like some some serial ki- that's I that expected really Evan Wilner to really? to pull that move really not no. not you no, like you just no. lay there eyes wide open uh-huh yeah so they get, become eyes wide shut I get smarter I just read I fall into like 
the Wikipedia, like okay. the the carousel. Right. I'll just start like clicking. You read one article and then something. You open up a new tab that okay. like interests you. Right. So when I finish that article, I go to all the tabs that I've opened. Uh-huh. Next thing I know, it's like four hours later. It's and like I'm a like, beautiful mind. There's like 40 really tabs is. open. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I'm like, really. oh, I didn't know that about the Princess Diana car accident. Oh, wow. great. I like end up like in all these rabbit holes of the internet that I didn't there was see a myself getting beetle? into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't take long to Evan's point to find those rabbit holes. That's why I don't turn on the TV and I don't open my phone because I'll be just like that. And it'll be four yeah. hours later. That's Kyrie Irving. Maybe that's Kyrie. Maybe Kyrie is an insomniac. That that's that's maybe that's what it was. You think that's so what like that maybe is? Kyrie's just a normal dude, but he's uh-huh. just got so much on his mind that he can't wait uh, fall asleep at night. So next thing he's like, man, is the Earth really round? You, you know what let it me, is. Let me, let me let me let me get on let me get on the websites and check this. As out. somebody whose mind never stops like mine, because that that's one of the curses that I have that my mind is always going about something. It could be work related. It could be. Personal personality related, whatever that is, my mind just never stops. Even when I wake up, my mind's like, "Well, I'm never going to get a break." So that wouldn't work for me. I mean, I don't know why I don't have insomnia. Seriously, because my mind is always racing about something. I'm I'm just going through right now, like about you know, best game, worst game. Yeah. Literally, I start. I mean, it's 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 brutal. So hit me up at Peter Burns uh-huh. ESPN because I got to take this thing for like three or four days, and I got no idea. Three or four like, more days, I dude, telling you. Really? I got a question, Peter. Were there any other side effects to prednisone? Number one. Like any others. <laughs> really? That's what we're doing? Doing bad sports talk radio. How about that? I think that was, I would think that was number one on the list is probably one of those things. I mean, listen. Hey, I'm so sleep deprived. So I know. I know oh, what the yeah. side effects are. I'm on z- well, yeah, yeah, you got to pee a bunch. Yeah, you got to pee a bunch. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I had to pee like 95, 11 times already. But least, I'm saying hydrate. At least you didn't pee on the sofa like Evan's dog did. Yeah, my dog was just taking a nap while on prednisone and literally just uh-huh. woke up and had peed. Like, had no idea, had no control. Like, wow. she'd have a little, we would have to like give her a little bit of water by the door, uh-huh. take her right outside, and then Put the, mm. put the bowl of water away until like a couple hours later when we could take her out again. It but was you know, crazy. That just creates a, a, a whole new set of problems involving the dog, man. That's what that does. I'm just saying the the the, the being sleep deprived, what it provides you though is yeah. good content because at some point earlier today, I don't even know what hour it was, uh-huh. I pitched the idea that the NFL should allow gambling on Thursday night football. See, and see, I still don't yeah. think it's a bad idea. See, this is what happens. Once you go into those portals, things that should not make sense – wind up making sense to you. Right? <laughs> let him, hey, let Joe Burrow put $300,000 in a duffel bag and show up at Tua and be like, we're playing for this today? Yeah, yeah. I would tune in yeah. to Thursday Night Football. Next thing you know, Peter's creating the greatest WWE matchups you Let's know, go. from the past. And the Holler current. at me, The Rock. Yeah, exactly. Or as he goes by Rock. I don't know. Like, I don't know. No, I think he's Dwayne Johnson now. Can't call him The Rock. Oh, is he? He's just pure, pure old Dwayne. And as big as he is, you better comply to his wishes. I'll put it that way. Peter Burns, Freddie Coleman in on Fitz and Harry. Speaking of a guy that always has his mind racing, that is Kyrie Irving. Why is he trying to meet with a team that won't sign him? This is ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 